This is episode 166 of the Relate Podcast on owning your artificial intelligence with David Valverde. We are spending more and more time in the online world, looking through our screens and increasingly disconnected with those around us. But studies have proven that it's real-life meaningful relationships that bring us the most joy and happiness. It's all about human connection and conversing with people from a variety of backgrounds. Worlds change when eyes meet. So let's sit down and relate. I am your host, Patrick McAndrew, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Relate Podcast. As always, so happy to have you here joining me on the show today. If you are interested in the advancement of technology and artificial intelligence, this is the episode for you. We are talking with guest David Valverde, and David is the founder and CEO of Pranos. Pranos is a revolutionary mass media platform that converts any window into a digital display. Their pioneering technology is designed to deliver captivating, consumer-generated, digital, out-of-the-home content on the fly. This technology that David is creating is truly amazing, and I think that it is going to be the way of the future. Seeing digital displays on Windows really wherever we go, it, it really is this fascinating concept. And there are a lot of people interested in his company who have invested. And in this episode, we not only talk about the creation of Pranos and where it is heading into the future, but we also talk about artificial intelligence being a gateway for people to express themselves. David talks about the importance of owning our own artificial intelligence and how Pranos is really paving the way in order to do this. We discuss how technology is an extension of ourselves, how technology could be used to express ourselves, and Pranos is affording this opportunity in a whole new way. We talk about how we can create a global community through technology and how at the end of the day, we are all the same. We all want the same things. If you like this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Leaving us a review goes a long way in helping to spread the word about this show. So without further ado, let me please introduce today's guest of Relate, David Valverde. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Relate Podcast. Today, we have David Valverde joining us. David, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to dive into this conversation. Uh, we had the opportunity to connect on LinkedIn, and you're doing some amazing work with a company you've created called Pranos, uh, in which you uh, essentially use artificial intelligence and a variety of other technologies to convert any window into a digital display, which, you know, going on your website, it was really amazing kind of seeing the, the different videos you have on there. And I think there's a lot of potential in this. So I'm excited to kind of dive into the details of your company, as well as your philosophy when it comes to 
the advancement of technology and artificial intelligence. Perfect. Happy to. So I'm wondering if you could just start off by by sharing a little bit about your company. How how did you come up with that this idea? And then also, uh, what is the technology involved in you know creating these digital displays on Windows? Sure. So you know the idea has has been you know a, a myriad of iterations over the years, and uh, we've got we've really landed to a point where we're now building a consumer product that uh, is really consumer friendly, but uh, you know, I don't think there was a, a particular point where it started. I guess we just wanted to create a system that allowed for people to communicate uh, outdoors. And we, we figured that converting a car window into a fully HD display was the, was the means to do it. And it was also something that allowed for the car to be also reimagined as well, because uh, now, you know, now you have a car that can uh, basically communicate with humans without uh you know visually so that's that's really the premise of how we came came to it yeah Yeah. well and i i think too there's there's a lot of potential with this as well and i think it pairs nicely too as as electric cars are slowly but surely starting to become mainstream eventually self-driving cars as well i think you know there there'll be a lot of opportunity for this and, and you know there already is so what, what is the technology involved with it? Obviously, you know, you don't have to give specifics, but just for our listeners tuning in, how is it that, you know, things work with regards to getting a digital display on that window? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one thing to note is that it's fully transparent. And another thing is that uh, our film, you know, when, when it's really a, it's, it's really a projection technology and a film technology paired with a media player and software and all that. So we have, you know, we've, it's a, there's actually four components that we built from the ground up and uh, you know, essentially, I guess in a nutshell, it is, it, it's basically a film that goes on the inside of the window and there's a projector or display sources inside that basically creates that image. But really, I mean, the reason we went that route was because that's the most cost-effective route um and also it, it still created the that full age full hd uh display that we wanted to create so um, so so if people what when it comes time that the people could uh purchase this i know that people could pre-order as well is it sure. like something that like a projector of sorts as you were saying that they then set up in their car and then it turns on at, at certain points or something like that yeah so Basically, our product, you know, we, we ship it directly to you, and it's turnkey. So you install it yourself. The, uh, the film you install yourself, which is fully transparent, so you don't lose visibility as a driver, or people can from the outside can still see inside the car. Um, but it's just, you know, we're able to really engineer this a way to still create this effect, right, from the outside. But, you know, all the components are, are basically turnkey, and, uh, essentially it's, it's as easy as putting on and taking off a headrest in your car. So, wow. so it, it's taken a lot of, a lot of iterations and work over the years to manufacture something that could be considered a consumer product. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, uh, it's interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing. I can't imagine how much must have gone into, to the design so that it's able to, project nicely and cleanly on either a back window or a side window. And 
That, that leads to another question that I had uh, with regards to these. I know that there's probably obviously a lot of great opportunities, especially with regards to advertising on, on you know, clear windows, whether it be on cars or on a building, because I know that's something else that you're offering as a company. I, I was curious if, if these images are still allowed to be shown when people are driving on the road, because I can imagine that you know, moving images, if you're, you know, passing a car or even looking at the image on the car in front of you could be kind of distracting. So is that something that, that you're, you and your team have worked to kind of like figure out how to go about that? Is the digital, digital display only available when the car is parked? Or is there some way to do it that uh, it, it's available as someone's driving, but then it's also not so distracting that it could be dangerous? Sure. So we, we definitely have placed some uh, safeguards to uh, to make it safe on the roads. And some of the safeguards are basically when the car is moving, it goes into a static banner. And when it's not, when it's uh, below a certain speed uh, threshold, which is five miles an hour, I believe, uh, it goes into video playback. But you could also even take the safeguards off. I mean, it, we just have that option in our app that allows you to, to drive safely or not if you decide not to, right? And yes, there is a lot of implications to when it comes to safety, perhaps. I'm actually, one of, my, one of our advisors is actually a former director of the NHTSA, which is the regulatory body that, that makes sure, make sure that uh, automotive manufacturers are in compliance with, with uh, United States uh, traffic laws, right? Like autonomous vehicles or safety or, I mean, seatbelt regulation, things like that. And, you know, he's, he's actually a close uh, advisor and, you know, he's, we're, we're definitely have built this technology to, to be in accordance with regulatory compliance from the beginning, from the ground up. Um, and there is no issue. I mean, it, it basically kind of fits the same principle as a digital billboard on the side of the road um, when it comes to like the distract, the distractive type of element to it. Gotcha. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely will be disruptive. I'm, I'm not going to say it's not going to be in and there is going to be a lot of implications as well when it comes to the, the content type, because you got to keep in mind that, we're rolling this out as a consumer product and consumers uh, at, at the point of the transaction, we, we hold no liability when it comes to any content that a consumer decides to display on their window, right? It's like buying a TV or a laptop. It's, it's, uh, it's on really on you at that point. So we, we, we kind of understand there probably will be implications and that's just part of the, part of the product. Guys. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm sure as you've been building this company, kind of figuring out those, those intricacies that may be involved. And I know that for, for people buying uh, the, this product, that there's also a lot of opportunity for, for those customers. Why would you say it's potentially a good idea for people to invest in this type of technology to in, invest in, in digital displays for, for their cars or, or maybe for some people, even their office buildings? Yeah, well, there, there's a few reasons, right? You know, you, you want to monetize your, your drive, right? Whether, whether you're, you're, you're a driver that drives 10 hours a week or you're a gig economy driver that drives 40 hours a week, you need to monetize. You'd like to at least monetize that drive or, subsidize, or partially subsidize the ride through advertisements. So when we roll our phase three or phase three, we're currently in uh, phase one, right? So when we roll our phase three uh, of the product, we're going to be rolling the programmatic advertising uh, aspect of it. And that's going to be very exciting because 
Yeah, you basically own an AI system that basically mines money for you all day long, right? And you can either opt in or opt out of it, or maybe you just want to use it to continue to express yourself or brands. You know, you can use it for all kinds of purposes. But one of the, I think, a big thing when it comes to investing in it, you know, and seeing it as an invest, investment and seeing this technology as an asset is because, yeah, you, you end up paying for it in under a year, right? Just through the, the ad revenue it's going to create for you. Um, and then we, you know, and, and, that, and the idea behind that is to really create this ubiquitous scale that we uh, really are planning for and to create something that's really benefiting the driver or the, or the owner of the unit, because we don't own the units anymore. Right. And so when it comes to the, uh, the advertising revenue, the owner of the units keeping most of the upside and uh, you know, we're keeping 15% just for the, uh, for the service and more of a subscription service that, that we're providing. But um, I, I mean, that's, 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 that's the concept of our, of our, of our rollout and how we're going to be uh, rolling that bit of the product out. But um, hopefully that makes sense. I think, I mean, I think it's a very promising valid proposition to the public. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see some people interested in an opportunity like this because I mean, if advertisers are willing to pay individuals to, show a, a video or something of theirs on their car, you know, why not? I think that, uh, you know, that already exists in some, uh, in some ways with, you know, print and stuff on cars. And I think in a lot of ways, this brings it to the next level in a more engaging way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it already exists with, you know, YouTube ads, people have a YouTube channel and you monetize it with ads, right. Or, or your or Instagram account. But the interesting thing about us is, you don't need to build an audience. You just drive around in front of a crowd and we count impressions, by the way. So we have uh, beacons that actually count how many people you're around and uh, you automatically have an audience. So you will get paid based off of, you know, how many people you're driving in front of. And so urban areas are probably going to be where it makes most sense to, to, to opt into the grid. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it already exists. And I think the, you know, the, you know, the global community is already used to this gig economy or, or, or economy where people are just kind of, you know, creating their own content or building their own audience and kind of monetizing that. So why not monetize your vehicle? And that's really kind of our, our premise here. Right. And for those people, we have a lot of people who tune into the Relate podcast who are very mindful with regards to how they use technology. And so, so some of them might be thinking, well, don't we already have like enough advertising out there? Like, do we really need, uh, you know, a, a moving picture in front of us while we're driving? I, I guess to to comment on that, what what would your thoughts be on on saying like how how is Pranos uh, something that's different and unique and could be beneficial at the same time? Yeah, of course. So. Like I said, there's so many use cases to what we're doing and advertising is just our phase three component that is going to allow, allow people to really earn as they drive. Right. So it's, it's, it's going to be very valuable to a lot of people, but it's also not the only use case. So a lot of people can just use this, you know, a lot of brands or agencies can use that to, to uh, create awareness at their shows. People can use this as a, as their only true decentralized publishing platform. Uh, because really Facebook, Instagram is not really centralized because they can take your post down, right? This is something you can, you can post whatever you like, whether it's a political message or your TikTok video, or your family picture, um, you know, let your imagination go wild. 
as long as you stay within and really what we endorse and what we, we want to make sure is as long as you stay within the legal spectrum right of of a common law and, and you know don't you don't don't get charged with public nuisance right it's kind of like and you know and i've gone into this rabbit hole of of the implications that it's going to bring but really it's it's i think it's the same principle as you know wearing clothes when you're in public right or or, or people people already kind of people kind of know what you, you should be doing in public or not right so this is just yes this is another medium where you can continue to do what's right or you know go streaking, right? And right? <laughs> kind of get what I'm saying, right? With yeah. that, right? Because you are in public, right? So there is other implications, right? There are people that are seeing, you know, but you can also wrap your car with something that's profane as well, right? So, but we, we, I mean, what's exciting about this, is, you know, I don't like to focus on what could go wrong, but I like to focus on, you know, all the, all the good things that can happen, like creating a network of uh, emergency alerts and out of home, really allowing people to, to, have a published a means of publishing content and another really you know gateway to express themselves without being worried about their data being sold because like i said you could you could broadcast content and be completely offline which is exciting so uh, I, I think i think there is a lot of valid propositions when it comes to just another communicate i mean means of communications and, and that's kind of how we're leaving it we don't want to narrow it down too much or make, make it too niche because at the end of the day, people are going to be the ones to decide how they're going to want to use this. We're, we're just, we've, we've definitely have rolled out a few times, done a bunch of case studies and stuff like that with, with units and stuff. But when it actually goes into massive production, who knows where it could go? So, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I think too, what's interesting and also exciting about it is yeah. that you know, as technology is continuing to advance, like I, I see this idea as something that is uh, in some ways a little ahead of its time in that I, I, I think there obviously, and you know this more than I do, that there is a, a need for this at this time. But I think especially as technology is continuing to advance, I could definitely see digital displays being really all over the place uh, to a certain extent. And so I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners just like your thoughts on the research behind this technology, as well as artificial intelligence, kind of where you see that going, and then how humanity, how us as humans will play a part in collaboration with artificial intelligence. Sure. And I love talking about this uh, because it's a very personal topic. And I do think that we're in a time where we're, we're definitely, uh, I think everything's really, uh, it's kind of exploding, right? And we're exponentially growing into this this area. And I'm not sure we're really fully ready. And I hope that, you know, the you know tech companies and governing bodies kind of just allow us to be educated and, and prepare humanity for the for the jobs of the future right i think that's the biggest thing is the, the displacement of labor and in the economy and all and all of those things right because all these companies are going to want to go the the route where where you can save costs and, and go autonomous i mean that's just you know a lot of a lot of, unless you're really running a nonprofit, a lot of these companies sadly kind of go you know that's how they make decisions right based off of the bottom line and but they don't really see all the implications, you know, the implications of all where this displacement could go and, and all those things. But I think that uh, 
really kind of, and I, I, I kind of talked to you about this off air because it's, it's, but I, I kind of mentioned it again here. It's, it's interesting because uh, what we're doing at, uh, at Prano is we're allowing you to kind of own an AI system and basically earn from it and not be displaced from it. So instead of seeing AI as something that's going to take your job, see it as a way that you can own it. So, I mean, one of our biggest, I mean, this is like our, our, our long-term vision is to that one day, um, you know, humans, like you said, right. Us humans, we can just, uh, you know, sit at home and do what we love. We can be creative or, you know, live a life of, of leisure, essentially, if that's what you will. And then, but instead of kind of, and then owning something like a vehicle, right? Because this is, this is a, we're already, we already have kind of integrated with technology. We're, we're inside of a machine that kind of, it's like this robot machine that does anything you want it to do and it protects you and all these things, right? So really look at it that way and our phones and all that. And now you're adding this other element on the windows that allows it to communicate and, and subsidize those costs that, that a car that a car is incurring when it when it's in motion, right? So really the, the I'm gonna to try to summarize this because I don't want to ramble too much about it. Uh, the, the vision is you deploy a car in the morning, it's kitted up with our technology, it goes off, picks and I'm talking about an autonomous vehicle, and it uh, picks people up, you know, delivers food, it runs ads, and then it comes back at, back uh, back to your home at night charge it up and that's it and now that car works for you right i mean that car maybe made five hundred dollars that day who knows right and that's probably more than you probably would have made working you you working right but now you own that now you own that system and you keep the upside so that's how i think a lot of companies will start looking at ai and that's definitely how we we're looking at it is creating a way for people to start kind of stepping back from all these trivial roles and mundane roles that we're all doing and uh, kind of moving into a new era of uh, commerce and just technology, but allowing us to kind of take the back seat and still be in control and, and keep, you know, keep the upside. Right. That's how, that's how I see it. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how you put it into terms with regards to us owning the AI. Cause I think a lot of people, are worried about almost the AI owning them in a sense and, and controlling their lives and displacing them from jobs, especially as you mentioned. But I think looking at opportunities where we could be in control of it, which sounds like it would be the case with Pranos, it gives a lot of, uh, what's the word? Agency. It gives a lot of agency to us as humans and I think also gives us the opportunity to look at the advancement of technology, the emergence of artificial intelligence in a more positive light, in a more hopeful light that, oh, is this is something that could benefit me in the long run. It's not necessarily something I need to be afraid of. This sounds great, as opposed to the alternative of AI just kind of taking over everything. Right. No, exactly correct. And I think, I mean, one thing we got to kind of remind ourselves is that we're still, we're still kind of basically very primitive and in very primitive stages of technology as well. It's an infinite spectrum of, <laughs> of evolution anyways, right? So, I mean, if you look at where we're at, you know, 100 years ago and what we considered as jobs, right? A lot of those jobs don't exist anymore, right? They're not down to like, like farming. It's now down to like 1% of the population farms, right? Now people do things like graphic designing, which 
people wouldn't even understand what that meant back then. Or maybe that's not a bad example. Maybe a computer engineering, right? They wouldn't understand what that meant back then, right? So I, I'm optimistic for the future. And I think that we just got to, you know, integrate and collaborate with technology and look at it optim optimistically. Pronouncing that right, hopefully. I think really the, the, the key is that there will be other jobs. Like we will have different roles that, that we probably are not understanding right now. That's how you just got to see it. But I think really having, being in control of AI and really keeping the upside is really important when it comes to uh, just making sure that there's still buying power for, for, for the people, right? Because if there's no buying power, I mean, it will just be anarchy. For, it, it will, I think it will be anarchy if, if we don't prepare for sure. Some yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think there definitely needs to be some precautions set into place as opposed to just letting everyone run loose uh, with, you know, these these different things that are coming out. I'm, I'm wondering, with all of that said, and with this understanding that technology is just going to continue to advance, I'm wondering from your perspective, how you believe technology could help us connect better as human beings, because I have a lot of people on this show that, yeah. and you know, myself included to a certain degree, sometimes I, I feel like technology kind of clusters us into silos and, you know, you, you go out to dinner and you, you see a couple at sitting together and they're both on their phones, like a large majority of the time. So when you see something like that, it's sometimes hard to believe that, oh, at, you know, at least in a in-person situation, it's hard to see technology bringing us together. But then when you look online, you know, you and I are having this conversation. And if it weren't for the online world, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So then there's that end of it as well. But given everything that you've been building at Pranus and, and you know, just the work that you've done and looking ahead, how do you believe that technology and artificial intelligence could actually help connect us on a deeper level as human beings? Yeah, I mean, in, in so many ways. I mean, I think technology is really just an extension of our proclivities and really in general, just the way we, just the way we built Pranos in general uh, was just to be an extension of what people really, really want, right? At the end of the day, and which is to express themselves, right? In, in a free way. And Facebook has done it. Instagram has done it. A lot of these other social networks have done it. Um, it's just another gateway for that. And like you said, right? Yeah, you're probably not as connected to the people that you used to, you know, you're as close to, right? When you, when you see people at dinner, but maybe because they'd rather be connected to this global, global, you know, global community, which is the case now with Facebook, right? So it seems like we're not as connected, but I think we're more connected than ever. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's all these traditional scenarios, social scenarios are, are kind of ceasing to exist, right? In a way, right? Like this personal, personal interactions and all that. But as what we're doing at Pranos is just uh, just allowing people to to express themselves and connect to, to the people around them, you know, through their vehicle. At least uh, that's how we're looking at it for now. And, uh, uh, and people really gravitate towards the technology. If you see some of the reaction videos of how people look at the cars, and we've worked with a lot of artists. We work with Interscope Records. We work with. We're talking to the baby right now and his team. So we're you know a lot of like Hollywood loves it just because of the aesthetics behind the displays right but also yeah i mean it's something that i have to kind of you know when we're in new york uh, i'll bring a car on so you can see it yourself but it's oh yeah i love that <laughs> definitely 
it, you, you'll see it. It's just something that I guess because it's the first time you see it and, and it just makes sense, right? It, it's a window on a car and it just looks right, you know? And I think that, you know, we're lucky to, to be the first movers on this. We want to make sure we're the last movers too. I mean, we have a lot of, we've talked to a lot of automotive manufacturers as well. They're interested, but, you know, thankfully we have patents and, I'll, you know, very comprehensive patent portfolio, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, I kind of went off uh, in a tangent, but uh, the way we've built it is to, to really create an extension of human want, right. And need and everything else. So, uh, I mean, that's, if you really look at it, that's what technology really is. I mean, you know, we ask for these things and then someone builds it and, that's it. And then you go on to the next thing that you want, right? Look at the VR. VR is going to be another huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see where that ends up as well. You know, I, I, it's, you know, this has been great. Like through our conversation, I get the impression that so, so Pranos is making these digital displays on windows, but I get the impression that it's also so much more than just that from the way that you're talking about, your company and, and your mission. I'm wondering, where do you see the work that you're doing evolving over time? Where do you see, I, I don't want to ask like that cliche question of like where you see yourself in like five years or 10 years or something like that. But uh, at least from, from how you're speaking, I get the impression that it's like, th this seems more like a, a movement of sorts uh, as opposed to like just a, a company that's providing digital displays, but perhaps I'm wrong in, in guessing that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's a movement because it's not a movement that I'm really steering in what direction it is. It is going We're at, at the moment that we sell the unit, anyone across the world can buy it and, and, and they're going to, and they can use that. And it's, that unit's going to be a reflection of them and their ethos and their political philosophies, religious philosophies, whatever, you know, so we're not controlling that. And we encourage people to explore themselves in all kinds of different directions. So, you know, I don't know if movement's the right word. I don't know. Maybe it is, but a movement for them, not a movement that we're kind of, we don't have like an agenda. Right. Right. Or another, it's just kind of letting people just uh, continue to express themselves. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it'll, the way we're, we're looking at it and just the, the attention we've gotten, I mean, I've, I've, done a, I've done a demo with the RTA in Dubai, the Public Transportation Authority there. You know, I've been to Australia. I have, uh, we have an office in China where, where you know, we, we have partners in Nigeria. We have partners everywhere waiting for the product, you know, and every continent. Like, you know, the last few years, we really have built quite a waiting list. So it won't just be something that's here in the U S it's something that people have been, and it's actually people have been more, more, uh, more pumped up and, you know, abroad actually, to be honest. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, who knows where it's going to go, but I think we're just gonna, we're just gonna allow people to, 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 to use it for all kinds of different purposes. And I think that's going to be the key to hit the scale that we want and, and then roll out the ads, the ad portion of it. And who knows? But I mean, we have, we've all seen all these, all these movies, right? A lot of people compare us to like Minority Report and Blade Runner and all this stuff. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen them, but it's it's uh you know you know we really are looking at this in a very benevolent and positive way. Um, I know people try to to make it look like it's negative, but like anything else, as 
as we get more freedom, as we get more ways to publish things, you know, the negative also comes, right? Because there aren't people that aren't as positive as we'd like them to be in this world. And that's just the reality of it. Right. And that's why we have a legal system. Right? So, um, you know, so we, you know, as soon as we, we sell them, you know, we were looking at it that way where it, it kind of uh, liability is no longer on our end. And hopefully it's continued, you know, hopefully we're seen as a positive thing and mostly is used for positive things, right? Not things that may offend others and things of that nature, right? Um, but like anything else, we're, you know, it's, it, we're living a world where everything is so relative anyway. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's very exciting. And, you know, just as I mentioned earlier, looking at your website, it's like it, it's a very, a very a, a attractive concept, I think. And I think that a lot of people like it definitely makes sense to me why a lot of people are excited about this, because it, it looks cool. It looks sleek. I think it's a great opportunity to utilize what has been unused space to either like promote you and your work or to, 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 you know, advertise as well, and then get revenue for that. I think there's, there's a lot of great opportunity that you were, you were highlighting before. So David, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the relate podcast today. And not only for taking the time to join us on the show, but also in the work that you're doing, I could tell through our discussion that this is something that you're very passionate about. And it's exciting to see where technology and artificial intelligence is going. And I think with your company, and especially as you said, you, you really have this, this positive and benevolent outlook on technology that I think is only a positive as, as we continue to advance as a society. So thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Where can our listeners find out more about you and all the great work that you do? Uh, various, various places. So uh, www.pranos.ai, pranos.ai, P-R-A-N-O-S.ai. And then we're also doing a public offering on WeFunder uh, through the SEC's Reg CF. We're actually selling uh, 6% of the company currently. Wow. Nine, yeah, the 9 mil valuation and uh, it's almost the round's almost actually closed now. Um, we raised quite a bit of money in the last few weeks, and but if you know now, now with the new equity laws and things like that, we, you know we can we can sell shares to the public uh, earlier than than uh, having to go. You know, it's not a full IPO or anything like that, but it's just you know like a private private placement basically. So, well, that's very exciting. Congratulations, that's awesome. Check us out on uh, WeFunder. Just go on WeFunder and uh, look up Pranos. They're the awesome. broker. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going well. But yeah, you know, so that's another example of, you know, we really value the community. And if you look at, we have like 280 investors and it's like, they're all global. <laughs> it's crazy that the global support is, is really exciting because it's like, that's, that's really at the end of the day, just, I guess I'll summarize it here. It's really, it's, it's this global community that, 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 that I, I believe in. I think that, you know, creating a network of, of displays and creating a global community. I mean, Facebook has done it, Instagram has done it, and all these other companies have done it. But I think continuing that ethos of you know connecting the world is something that I'm really fascinated about. So if I can even, or we can even be part of that, then 
amazing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to include the link to those in our show notes. So listeners out there, all you have to do is scroll down, click those show notes that, you know, I, especially their website, I highly recommend checking that out. I'll give you all the latest and greatest information going on with Pranos. Uh, so David, I have one last question for you before we part ways today. And that's, uh, how do you believe as a society, we could better relate to one another? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. I, I think that um, that's something we should always strive for, right? Because whether it's somebody in India or someone in China or, or someone that's poor or less less fortunate than you across the street, we all literally want the same thing. We all want to be accepted, understood, loved. You know, we all have the same dreams. We all feel the same things. We all, you know, and, and we all, we're all our media or content is all coming at you in the same way. So we really are so similar really. And it's like, I know this is sounds super cliche, but if you start really integrating with these people that are actually different than you, whether it's a language barrier or religious or whatever, and you, you know, I think that's one of the benefits of traveling, right? And as you travel, you start to see that, but it's, it truly, you know, makes you, it, it just has to resonate within you for, for you to really understand that we really are all the same. But I mean, cause in, in theory, people just brush it off, right? until you get to a point where, wow, we really are the same. Like that person also wants to be loved. Like that person also wants to provide for their family. Yes. To maybe look at things from their perspective, not just yours. Right. And see where they're coming from. And if you start approaching things in that way, you'll start to, yeah, I think you'll start to have, you know, create a better life for yourself and others. And I guess that's how I would summarize it. I mean, I could talk about that for hours. But <laughs> that's a great question because it's important. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Relate. You can let me know your thoughts on this episode by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.